Hello. And welcome to Property Prompt. The game show slash podcast that shines a spotlight on new and existing writers via the medium of chatting, creative prompts, coffee and chaos with me, Letty Butler. And me, Stephen Meller. Or Dave, as we like to call him on this show. Here on Prompty Prompt, we don't just talk about a writer's life, the highs and lows and all the bits in between. We don't just promote our guests and their work and unearth their top writing tips. But we challenge them to write, live, in response to a series of creative prompts. Oh, what's a prompt, Dave? A prompt can be anything, from a word, sentence, a picture, anything that gets the creative juices flowing. So the first challenge is a pre-prepared prompt. Guests get one week to write a 200-word piece, which they will share on the show. Round two is a completely unseen prompt, which they'll hear for the very first time live on the show. We give them three minutes to craft a response. And last but not least comes the grand finale. Exactly the same as round two, but with only one minute to come up with the goods. Sounds fun? That's because it is. You can play along at home and we'll tell you where and when and how during the show. Or perhaps you're just listening in for the sheer entertainment. This is also fine. This week, we have actress and screenwriter extraordinaire Philippa Howell and novelist, ad creative and copywriter Alan Frost. There's really no way to prepare you for this episode, which includes everything from sperm eyes to mucus plugs, bald kittens and turtle shoes. All rounded off with a face full of Whitby. But a quick heads up, because there might be some fruity language in this podcast. Ooh, lemons. So, how are you feeling, Letty? Well, I'm feeling great, thanks. Excellent. We're ready for our second one. You're the host, first time hosting. I know, eh? my first time hosting. And I have to say, yeah. not only am I excited about my first time hosting, not only am I nervous about my first time hosting, yeah. I am, to be blunt, petrified. Right. <laughs> I'm petrified because it's your mom. You're well, on with your mom. We're all scared about that, Dave. <laughs> and and I don't wish to be rude about this in any shape or form, I, because I've known you for some time now, Letty, and you are a remarkable woman and a, at times very formidable woman. I, I don't know what you mean, say. Dave. And quite scary as well. So you're wondering where that came and from? What, well, I think I've, having <laughs> met your mother a couple of times, oh, yeah. do feel I'm between a rock and a hard place. We're both very soft. Otherwise. This isn't helping, by the way. <laughs> you, look, you're going to be fine, Dave. So, no pressure. Just. But we're not going to talk about your mum to start off with. We're going to save her to second. We are going to talk first about Frosty as we call him. Alan Frost. Frost. Tell us about Frosty. Right, well, Frosty has had a long career in advertising as a creative and a copywriter, but I personally think that he should just kick that to the curb and (laughs) write full-time because his work is brilliant. Um, Lots of speculative fiction, which started, I think I'm right in saying, when you were quite young, Frosty. It did. Um, And you are currently working on and I've, I've been privileged enough to read some of this. You have. Um, your first full-length novel, which is a supernatural adventure set in a nursing home. It is, and it, it's had many titles, and I've yet to decide on it. Okay, can we so, have a working title? Um, I'm going to call it The Ancients, although I change it every day. I love that, because it works on both levels. It works on many levels. And that was its original title when I began it as a comic book idea about 15 years ago. And since then, it's had many iterations. Mm. It's gone from a comic book idea to a a script for potential film that would work. And then this year, as lockdown started. This lovely lockdown year. In fact, just a little bit before lockdown, in February, I realised there was a novel in it. Yeah. If I changed it slightly. So I lost a lot of the peripheral characters and focused on my kind of 
two main protagonists, which is um, the first one is a, a young, disillusioned teenager, if you like, kind of 19, 18, 19-year-old called Charlie. And he's, he's disillusioned. He's working part-time, if you like, or voluntary in a nursing home. So he's moved to Whitby to be with his grandmother. And while he's there... Adventure ensues. Adventure ensues. And he meets, essentially, he meets a uh, a kind of an old man who's not well. A resident in the... A resident in the nursing home. And he is a very mysterious old guy. And he finds a book. And in this book is this old man's journal, diary, some writings that he finds. And he reads through these writings and he discovers this kind of almost ancient spy conspiracy theories he, he discovers ghosts and so it's very much a kind of dual narrative in terms of past and present it is in, it is indeed and, and it flicks between it uh, it flicks between the past and the present and obviously they interlink and it's um it's all about storytelling which most stories are aren't they well they should be at the end of is the it, day is it the first novel it's my debut novel. Yeah, it's the first novel I've attempted. I've had, I've had a few ideas before. Because, you, but... you know, you write many things. You've written short fiction, poetry. Yes. Drama, screenplays. Yes. Why? So why the focus now on a novel? I felt... Um... Apologies, that sounded quite... No, no, no. It's, no, you're absolutely right. It's. I think I got to a point where I've kind of... I'm in my, my 40s now. Mid-40s and decided... I thought you were 21, Frosty. Oh, thank you. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and decided it was uh, uh, time for for a novel. And you're also working on a short story collection I called am, yeah. Songs of Tartarus. Songs of Tartarus. That right? That's correct, yeah. Um, I'm particularly interested in the Tartarus part. Mm. You would be, Dave. Yeah. Tell me about Tartarus, Dave. Filth. Oh, it's, it's basically Greeks' hell. Yes, exactly. Dungeon for the Titans. Oh, I thought you were being um, uh, seedy. <laughs> When you said you were interested in Tartarus. <laughs> no. That's, that does not reflect well on me. Well, I think we have to move to your mother now. I agree. At this point, I am getting tongue-tied and quite scared. <laughs> I think it's only appropriate that you tell us about your mother. Well, what do you want to know? The quite remarkable Philippa Howell. How about that for an introduction? How about that? Actually, oh, yes, thank you. We do have to give a round of applause. We, Frosty, we didn't give you a round of applause. Well, so, I don't deserve it. Um, well, you, you do, but I'll, I'll, as host, I will find a... Relevant moment in a time. Suitable time. Well, we'll I'll, give you a I'll, round of I'll. applause. So go on then, Letty. Okay. On. So, all about my mother. Philippa, Philippa Howell. We like to call her Phil, or obviously in my case, Mum, but probably not for everyone else listening. Um, <laughs> so, Phil has been a star of stage and screen, very successful actress. She trained at Central School of Speech and Drama and went on to become an agent with offices on the Strand in London's West End and a host of excellent actors many of whom I was lucky enough to go and watch in action. She's also a very devoted mum and granny. Oh, she also ran a restaurant, which is, is great, anything, pretty great. Anything oh. we she's haven't an, done? She's an excellent cook. She likes walking. Anyway, so <laughs> after a very, you know, t- tough graft being an agent, mum retired and then has actually written all of her life and has this big collection of ring binder folders that I used to see in the bedroom or called intriguing titles like rice pudding uh, which is a short film anyway but really since giving up the business you've had more time to devote and did um an online no no a face-to-face wea was it yeah creative writing course but you are working on 
an extremely exciting project at the moment that you've renaissanced from 30 years ago. Yes. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Oh, yes. Okay. Um, it's called A Girl in Winter, and it's um, Philip Larkin's second and last novel mm. that he wrote in 1947. Um, I came across it at the National when I was sitting in the dressing room waiting to go on. And of course, <laughs> it's embarrassing because I didn't come on till Act 3, so I had so much time uh, that I, <laughs> they I read the lots best of books last, and, uh, you know, decided that I loved this particular novel. It was just a kind that Larkin is just an amazing poet, as we all know, but his prose uh, is magical and it draws you in. It's, it's a very mm. gentle story. And it's the story of one day in the life of a girl called Catherine Lind. And he never tells us why she's in England, where she's from originally. All we know is she's suddenly in the novel, in England, in wartime. Uh, then there's no explanation as to how she got there. But gradually, we had drip-fed, you know, that uh, she had been there before. She'd done an exchange program with the family in Oxfordshire. She'd fallen in love with the son of the family. Um, and, and so we have the present, which is dismal 1940s wartime England. The past, which is glorious summer in Oxfordshire, being in love, and then back in the present and the resolution of the story, are they ever going to meet again? And so I decided to to have a go at it and with the help of a director that Letty worked with because what he did brilliantly was restructure it with me. So I got away from the past-present-past format, which was so rigid, and it took so mm. long for anything to happen because mm. actually everything, if you like, happened in the middle section. Mm. And so we changed it all around so the whole thing is, is told with recurring flashback to keep the narrative going because obviously a novel, it's easy to read narrative and what's going on in people's minds, but you need to see the action, you need to have extra characters to brought mm. in to, you know, prod the main character into speaking about it or, you know, and all these tricks were so clever. Um, and I profited enormously by working with him. Joss Agnew, his name is, and he's done Pole Dark and The Split and lots of telly. And How do you find then the, because I know you, 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 you're also looking to write a novel as well. Yes. But as a novelist, it's a very lonely place to be. Mm. Have you done? I mean, you talk about the collaboration. The collaboration. How would, how do you find that? I know to a lot of novelists, etc. Yeah, collaboration is I not an easy thing. Well, I adored it. I think probably because my background's acting and it's teamwork. Yes, and and I think one of the hardest things about writing is making yourself do it. You know, you've got all these ideas and they're all simmering away and shouting yeah. at you from the mm. cupboard. All these drafts. What about me? Excuse I want, me. Don't, you know, it's my turn. It's my yes. turn. Write me. And, yeah. and and in the end, you just say, oh, I'm going to go for a walk. Yeah. Know, <laughs> instead of getting on with it. And, well, that's <laughs> quite a productive thing to do. Most mm. people say, like, oh, yeah. Normally, I just put the telly on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that too. The, the chase or something really brainstorming, you know. <laughs> Good. Right. Well, I'm going to throw in some questions now. Good. Because I think we've, we've, we've met our guests. Our wonderful guests. So let's have some questions of them in the nicest sense. So let's see where we where we go with that. Um, and I'm going to start at the very beginning. It's a very good place to. I can't even sing this. Oh, I don't know it properly. Can you do it, please, Val? <laughs> Uh, very, is it Mary? Wait a minute. Oh, no. no we'll move on. Move on. Move on. Oh, the very beginning. Can I put that voice on? Yes, or is that, is that just going to shame so me forever? Nice. Good place to start. La, da, da. I don't know the rest, sorry. Falsetto Frosty. Right, Dave, sorry. I'm... Cut that a bit. No, no. no we're going to keep that. We're going to keep that in. And if, <laughs> I'm quite. If we don't not, be embarrassed. If we don't get into interpretive dance by the end of it, I'm going to be really <laughs> well, I'll disappointed. Be, I'll be, I'll be you can lead the way on that, Dave. <laughs> Do you remember the first thing that you wrote? Where did all this begin? Ooh. Who's going to go first? 
Frosting, I don't know about the just... first thing. Um, the, the first thing that I remember writing that I felt like I had some, you know, oh, hang on a minute, I can do this. I actually have some ability was actually I'd, I'd finished my A-levels in the early 90s and uh, I was unemployed. It was that time. And I ended up getting a, a, a part-time job with a, with a businesswoman and somehow I became an office manager. Basically, it was me in an office. Um, and she was away on business and she was, you know, she was really good good to me, actually. She was, you know, do your work in the morning and then you've got all the times yours. And I had a big old desk and a nice big chair and a, and a, and a computer. I just started to write. I was interested in writing. I'd, I'd done A-level English and I always loved to write, but never really thought anything about it. So what inspired you then to do that bit? What inspired me? Just... Um, I don't know. I'd probably seen a film or something. I thought, you know what? I could write a story like that and probably had a moment of clarity. I, I don't think there would would be one single moment, but I, I just remember writing something in an afternoon where I had no work to do and thinking, do you know what? I, was I'm it, not out of my was depth. Was it a story? Was it, was it prose or was it a screen? It would have it been... It would have... Well, I, actually, I remember writing a script. Mm. <laughs> now, now you're starting to... Yeah, I'm starting to recall. I wrote... I think we've talked in the past. I love, well, I certainly used to love Bottom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who yeah, doesn't love Bottom? Rick Mail. And, and so I think I wrote a script for an, an another series of Bottom. So I wrote an episode. But it was Bottom set in space. So it's some kind of... <laughs> <laughs> space Bottom. And Space Bottom, where there was... Yeah, space in your bottom. Yeah, um, Bottom Space. And... Um, yeah, and I wrote this script, and I and I could hear the character. The, the characters were there. It was McMail and Aid Edmondson. I thought, if I can get this to them, uh oh, she's got the giggles. <laughs> oh, if I can no. get this to them, you know, I've made it. And um, and it was, and it made me laugh. And I thought, if it can make me laugh, then maybe it can make somebody else laugh. Yeah. So I'm going to flip the question back to yourself, yeah, Phil, about yeah. where it first started. What what that was there a moment of inspiration that has made you? Well, I suppose I was create. I was a I was an actress first, really, and I I wrote lots and lots of playlets from the age of about seven. You know, I was bullying my friends to put on things in the garden and use basic props and mm. the dressing up box, which was always in the house. And in fact, we always had one when Letty and her brother were growing up too. Yeah, uh, and it was always the thing, you know, to put on a little show for the grown ups at in the garden tea time or Christmas or whatever. So I think it started by, you know, directing and uh, starring and mm. writing. <laughs> Total megalomania. And, but my brother sent me a letter I wrote when I was 10, which for some reason he had, because it wasn't written to him, it was written to my grandparents. And it was telling how I'd been to Buckingham Palace because my dad was given the CBE. And it described everything that happened that day, including what the Queen said to my dad, which apparently was that her feet were hurting. <laughs> I don't know that, and, I, and it was very neatly written. But and whether somebody told me to write it, I don't remember writing it. I do remember the day, and it brought it brought back memories that I'd completely forgotten. But yeah, that's lovely about discovering mm, yeah. previous yes. bits of writing. Yes. It just it's so transcendent, isn't yes. it? So, so, considering that we have got around the table at this moment, such a varied. Mm. Uh, range, if you like, of, of writers, mm. if I can put it that way. Yeah. What's the one piece of your writing or you've written that you're most proud of? 
I mean, personally, I I think part of the reason I, I write and what makes me continue to write is that I don't think I've ever found the thing that I'm the most proud of. I'm I'm always striving That's for something better. That's a great answer. That's fantastic. It, it, I think because, and I, and I did actually think this through the other day, and I thought, he's going to ask me this. But no, it, there's always, I know I can always make it better. And even, and the, you, I don't know about everyone else, but I'll write something and I'll, and I'll sit back and I'll go, bloody hell, that's good. <laughs> that is absolutely brilliant. And then I'll go for a cup of tea and I'll have a biscuit and then I'll <laughs> go back up and I'll read it and I'll go, oh my God, the world's ending. This is the worst thing I've ever written. And I'll probably, and I've texted you before, I've messaged you and said, my work is awful and I've had it. enough of it and I'm going to delete it all. And, and you'll say, no, it's good. And, and that but they do. It's that wonderful thing. I mean, my, my daughter's a film student. She's always yes. says, "There's no such thing as a finished film. No, they're just all abandoned." At a certain they are point. abandoned, aren't they? It's um, that perfectionism. It's is the enemy of creativity. Mm -hmm. It stops checking, you. Yeah. It, it stops you in, even starting in mm. lots of cases. Mm. But it it does definitely stop you getting your work mm. out there into the world. It's definitely stopped me. But it's also, in a weird way, it's also the thing that's kept Keeping me going, going as well because mm. i feel you never, like you never I let can... yourself think you're good enough exactly yeah. and but I'll, I'll i'll have a feeling that you know there's something in yeah. this so after you've sat on the fence mm. over to <laughs> you sat over to phil uh <laughs> something that, that, i'm what? really proud of a girl in winter good i have to say you should be it's brilliant should be thank you i'm i mean you know if you can bear to read it you're very welcome but uh you know i don't i, I feel a little bit sort of um anticlimactic and i need to get going on the next thing so it was quite fun just sitting down and writing what you asked me to write because, you know, I'd been sitting waiting for something to happen to Gala Winter and wondering if I should prod Joss again or maybe, you know, he's busy filming something else, yeah. maybe not. So, so it just I haven't made allowed myself to start anything in case suddenly the phone rings and I have to rewrite. Yes. But in you my know, experience, keeping myself available. both as an actress and a writer, the surefire way to get work is to do something else, e.g. book a holiday. Yes. yes. <laughs> then yeah, you're actors, guaranteed. Yeah. Yes, when I was an agent, I'd dread it when actors booked a holiday because I knew that they'd get work immediately. <laughs> and it would be your fault. They'd yeah. be like, why, why are you putting me up for work now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what about you then, Lucy? Put you on the spot. What's my proudest bit yeah. of work? Um, well, I think it's it's the novel that I've, mm. I've just finished. It's not finished, finished, but draft five is finished and with my editor... So, yeah, I think the the fact that, I mean, just the kind of, oh, God, <laughs> the amount of time I've put into it and and just having the dedication to, to see that through because it is, if I'd known what it involved, I I would not have started. I would not have started it. Mm. You've just been through childbirth, haven't you, really? Just five times, Mark, five <laughs> times. But, yeah, I think that that will be it. Like, I, I'm proud of myself for doing it and for going mm. through that process. Yes. And... If it does get anywhere or, you know, get me an agent or whatever, then that will be... Yeah, when I think that it will, does. Thank you, dear. When thank it you. does. <laughs> Don't know where I get that from. <laughs> so, at this point, let's go to the three books. Oh, or yeah. the three authors. Am I allowed go, to play? I'd love you to play. Great. So... I haven't thought of any yet. Who's going first? Uh, <sighs> go on, Frost. Well, I'm glad you said you haven't thought of any. I kind of... I just wrote names down that I thought... I've read a few of these authors um and again it's a little bit like writing i don't i don't know whether there's always another there's always someone else out there that i'm hoping I'm, i'll find that just i just connect with yeah. um i mean there's, there's lots of writers that i that i like um i've read lots of philip k dick quite interested in science science fiction but but not you know kind of 
So is he on the list? He, I'm putting him on the list because I can't think of anyone else. But but I don't know. <laughs> I would, he would go on the I'm list. Sure he'd in be terms delighted of, to hear it. I, I think not necessarily because of his prose quality, but in terms of ideas. And obviously, science fiction is 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 the is the genre of ideas. And uh, I am going to push you for number two. Uh, what of what Todd, on your or, list? My, my next writer. Um, again, I've I've wrote. Uh, funny enough, I'm I'm not madly into fantasy, but I've written Neil, Neil Gaiman, uh, and that's more that I think he's in. He was when I was in university. I read. I was reading quite a lot of comic books, uh, graphic novels, and and Neil Gaiman's uh, The Sandman was quite influential on my writing. I think. Uh, because it encompassed, it was something that was accessible, but it also encompassed lots of, it had lots of literary connections, and it was just, it just seemed to s- step above other things of of its of its ilk. So I'd say Neil Gaiman, and uh, his novels are great. And I've I've put down, and I'm gonna. It's weirdly enough, I've gone for another science fiction writer. Uh, uh, the, I suppose the father of science fiction, H.G. Wells. Mm-hmm. And I've come late to to H.G. Wells. Uh, last year, in fact, um, and I read five of his novels last year and enjoyed all of them, even though there was some problems with some of them. But I just, again, the ideas were exceptional and some of the individual chapters, not necessarily the whole work, but some of the individual chapters were, were really good. Phil? Uh, Ian McEwan, I think. I yeah. couldn't oh. live without. Is there a favourite <laughs> novel with McEwan? Atonement. Atonement, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I also like his um, first loves, last rights. Short, uh, first love, yes, first loves, right, last rights. Yeah, it's a brilliant collection. His first collection mm. of short stories, amazing. Yeah, it's great. I mean, he was only twenty-three or four or mm. something when he wrote that. Um, I've gone a bit to uh, Arthur Miller. I love Arthur Miller's plays. Mm. Oh, she's gone a bit theatrical. Gone a bit theatrical. <laughs> um, I'm, I'll tell you. No, let, yeah, go for yeah. number three. Uh, or, or, well, or, talk. It has to be Shakespeare. I've had to. So happy about that because my <laughs> my number two is is Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah. I, I did. I did. Who's your number one? John Irving. Oh right. Because he was the guy that made me pick mm. up a pen. Yeah. And so I've always read everything that he's and you know. He's your mentor. Out. If he knew it. Strange. I mean, I'm not. You know, I'm not, I wouldn't sit down and immediately go to his books every single day or anything of that nature. When I'm when I'm blocked, I go to certain books to read and mm. reread and reread, and they, that helps a great deal. So, Letty, your three. If you want to play, do you want to play? Yeah. But obviously, I've got the fear, like everyone else, of like, I've missed, I've definitely yeah. missed the one. <laughs> I've definitely on missed the bus the going one. home. Yes. Going, oh. yes. Um, okay. So, Mary Gateskill, I absolutely love. Um, also, I've only recently discovered her. So, I have a lot left to mm. read. But also, I know she's she kind of fairly prolific. So, she's hopefully going to create a lot more. In, in my and her lifetime uh, Artessa Moshveg my year of re- rest and relaxation I love the way that um, uh, women's contemporary women's literature but notion that the female protagonist can be flawed and complex and not necessarily likeable yeah I, I find it quite difficult to write like that so I'm always in awe of, of writers that can do it but yeah that kind of like you know young youngish women in all their messy glory mm. and they don't have to be likable and, and uh, there's a real rawness and, and kind of honesty about both of those authors work and then I'm going to say Roald Dahl mm. oh. because I will need a little bit of um, comforting but also he's got that lovely delicious darkness yes. yeah. Yeah. and he's he's I, I haven't read 
much of his um you know work for uh, fiction for adults for ages but it's something i'd really like to revisit as well as the the kids stuff but uh, that's been enough chat because you've all been utterly scintillate, scintillating, if I could only say it. But now <laughs> it's time to put you on the spot. I enjoy this bit on the grounds I'm not writing, so I actually feel quite liberated by all of this. And I'm going to pick on Letty to go first because she always picks on me to go Super. first. So I'm going to pick on Letty to go Thank first. Thank you so much, Dave. Yeah, well, there you know how I feel. Yes. Now, just a quick recap for everybody listening. This is the scene uh, prompt. So everybody's seen this already. Everybody's had this for some time. You've got 200 words, folks. That's what oh, there or thereabouts. If you go massively over the 200, then we'll find a way of penalising you with, I don't know what, but we'll find a way. Hot uh, apart from you, Philly, because just, you know, <laughs> you can do what you like. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> within reason, please don't hurt me. And, and then we'll be going on to the unseen prompts the, when the fun really starts. So Letty, the prompt is... So the prompt we were given this week was, on Tuesday, she asked me the most peculiar question. And your response to that, please. Who's in the box? I look up from the countertop where I'm slicing beetroot and carry the knife next door. She's sitting upright in his chair, staring out of the window as per. What box? I say. She angles her body towards me and fixes me with her good eye. (laughs) It looks like a blue marble suspended in sperm. There's dried egg on the front of her cardigan. I try to remember the last time we had egg, but it doesn't come. Pardon? She says with vigour, as if I've said something offensive. Well, you said something about a box. I haven't got a box! She shouts and turns away. I stare at her abacus back and the flakes of skin decorating her woolly shoulders. I should probably wash her hair before they come. I walk back into the kitchen where the beetroot's bleeding into the white plastic chopping board. It reminds me of the 7th of December, his blood on the tarpaulin, the smell of disturbed soil, my Lady M hands. I think it's time to plant some flowers. Poppies, perhaps. Oh, that's very good. Love the end. Very, very. I've gone all goosey. My Mm. knees have gone goosey. Love the Lady M. Yes. Well, well, well. Do you like the sperm line, Mum? Yes, very good. I'm so pleased you asked that question and not myself. I am, I'm... Listen, you know. Gobsmacked. Oh, no, mum's going to do some sex chat. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Just yeah. because I'm so old doesn't mean to say I'm She's seen so sperm. Old. <laughs> don't, don't say that, Frosty. She's seen sperm. <laughs> you know, if we had a tagline for the, for the, um, for the, for the show, show today. Sperm. She's seen sperm. Yeah. <clears throat> All I can yeah. say is that absolutely well. Yeah. Everything, dried egg, the abacus back, the, 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 yeah. the twist and... Love it. Absolutely mm. love it. Oh, thanks. And, and Very dark. Yes, yes. Um, I'm interested to know if mum knows where it's set. <sighs> well, it's funny. I immediately had it. I was at home, but I don't think that's right. But I, I had you in the kitchen and me being 95 staring no, out of the window. I'm not going to give you a sperm eye. No. Am I? Okay. Really might. It was, it was actually close. Yeah. Next door. It was a sort of was win. Was it win? Okay. Wynne was our old next door neighbour and she used to have these really good conversations with mum where she'd go outside and sit on the rockery at like 10 o'clock when the carer wasn't coming until noon and mum would go out and say things like, um, Wynne, do you, it's, it's 10 o'clock. I know. And she'd say, uh, you know, she'd, she'd go in and Wynne would be eating a sausage roll or something and mum would say, 
Uh, how's the sausage roll? It's not a sausage roll. It's an eclair. Yeah. Just yeah. sort of constantly angry. She's always angry and confused. <laughs> but she was an amazing character. Great for writing. Yeah. yeah, she was married to a man called Jim. Wynn and Jim. The first time I met Wynn. It's good, isn't it? Um, I met her. Sitcom. She came straight out of her little cottage, which were semi-detached little old cottages. It used to be a granary divided into. And she said, hello, I'm Wynne. I said, oh, hello, I'm, I'm Philly. She went, right, disappeared again, you see. And she came back again about 10 minutes later and said, are you going to garden? I said, um, <laughs> I might. I might garden. Yes. She'd, well, you're not supposed to, she said. In my day, Jim had a giant row of red penises against that wall. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh. a giant roll of... He said, yes, red pe- pe- penises. She said, yes, penises. I said, you don't mean peonies? No, pe- penises. I said, okay, okay. That so it went on from there. The I mean, this was when, you know. this is where the sperm yeah. eye came from. Yeah. I took her to Stratford. Out her. I took her to Stratford one day by mistake. I'm afraid we haven't got time for that. No, story. no, I'll tell you another time. <laughs> okay, tell us afterwards. Right, who's going to go next? From Frosty. On Tuesday... She asked me the most peculiar question. Do you know what spectrophilia is? Hey, I said, landing on Mayfair again. Damn it, this is getting tedious. He's absolutely shitting on me. She just sighed and pressed her face up against the caravan window, hoping to glimpse the sea at least once. But everything was grey. It's the Baron's turn, I said. Let's do this, she whispered as she sat in the extra chair and threw a twelve. His top hat passed go, collecting another two hundred pounds. Oh my, she said breathlessly, gesturing to the window. My hot flushes again. But it's torrential outside, I sighed. I opened it up to a face full of Whitby. The sound of the storm filled the room like heavy breathing. We need some space tonight she said later. You sleep on the sofa. That night, the caravan rattled so much the Monopoly board tipped onto the floor. From the bedroom, I thought I heard voices. Who's in there with you? I shouted as the storm howled its terrible, sweet harmony. No one answered. I picked up the fallen pieces and set up tomorrow's game. No way would I lose to him. Not again. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> I love wow. the way that you drop in um, those those hints that allow us to piece it together. So we that Great. does her face against the caravan window and then you're like, ah, okay, caravan. Yeah. And then mm. suddenly you're like, hang on. Where are oh, they? Oh, the, the, the hat. Monopoly. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah, a face full of Whitby. Face Absolutely. full of Whitby. <laughs> Fantastic. Brilliant. I lo- what I like is when people do these prompts is the way that different settings that people's brain goes to all these different yes. settings. Yeah. Almost in a, in that instance, I think it's fantastic. And no, I love it. So far, we've had a granary in Bradway and a caravan in Whitby. Yeah. What have we got next? Right. On Tuesday, she asked me the most peculiar question: What's a mucus plug? It's badly timed. The waiter gasps and freezes in his tracks. I open my eyes wide at Shelley in warning. She doesn't get it. What? She's cross. You said Katerina has lost her mucus plug. 
I open them wider still, and with a slight shake of my head murmur, Not now. I smile at the waiter. Thank you, that looks delicious. The waiter unfreezes as if the music started again and unloads his tray onto our table. Lobster and chips twice and two glasses of house champagne. Lovely, I say. He goes. I turn back to Shelley, whisper, Katerina's mucus plug has come away. She looks blank and then tucks into her lobster. That's the trouble with Shelley. She never gets it. Only yesterday we followed an East Asian girl in tiny shorts up the Royal Mile with Shelley repeatedly shouting, That's one of those ladyboys from Bangkok. I raise a glass, try again. It means my first grandchild is en route. She licks the mayonnaise off her fingers and declares, It's not a patch on a fish finger butty. <laughs> How you managed to get a mucus plug and a fish finger in the same story and 57 different accents? Well, uh, oh, extra marks for the accent for a start. Oh, amazing. Oh, yeah. amazing. Um, <laughs> what is it about you two and strange other women in the night that shouts things inappropriately? It's a strange thing. Well, we have isn't lived it? with each other for a long, <laughs> long while. We've, we've had that experience a few times, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think. I, I can't wait to see what comes here, should I say, what comes next, because of the basis of those three. Oh, God, yeah. I've got the, to do it the, live. the bar has been set uh, stunningly high. Stunningly high, everybody. So no are pressure. you ready? Are you can ready? can only go down now. No, no. And I'm, I'm going to do things slightly differently, because I could not decide which prompt we should have next when I was looking through the prompts. So I've, gone, I've decided we're going to go for a complete random... Wheel of Fortune style approach. Um, so I'm going to let Philly. You can choose one of those three, and that is going to be to this okay, the three the minute subject. prompt. Okay, that one. That one it is. Right. Okay. So this is your three minute prompt. If you don't like it, what we shoot ourselves. If you don't like it, tough. This is what you're doing. This is what you've <laughs> agreed to do. So do so. Get on with it. Right. This is the prompt for three minutes. The three minutes will start when I say start. But your prompt is my brother did this weird thing with turtles. If people want to play along at home, please don't cheat. We will never know, but you never know. My brother did this weird thing with turtles. Your three minutes starts now. And stop. Oh, dear. <laughs> Took the words right out of my gob, Frosty. Uh, Crikey. Where have we all been for three minutes? I'm not sure where I've been. Very strange. I did not like it. I must admit, when I did the first episode and I was doing the writing, that three minute goes so quickly. I know, it's incredible. It's but very slow on the other end, though, isn't it? it? But sat there just now, I'm thinking, God, get on with it. Yeah. <laughs> isn't it funny, though? Do you find when you're writing that hours go by? Yes. And. Mm. As I was saying earlier, you just can't believe you can lose that it you've lost so quickly, five don't you? Yeah. 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 three lines later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, how are you feeling, folks? Stressful. <laughs> can't wait to hear what you've written. <laughs> it really is stressful. That. Who's going to go first? Come on, then. We're not oh, going to put Letty first because she's been first already. So, it's one of you two. Shall I go first? Yes. Oh, gosh. Right, okay. My brother did this weird thing with turtles, he lined them up on a table. Michelangelo, Leonardo, Donatello and Raphael. <laughs> Ninjas, attack! Let the battle commence! 
<laughs> the turtles facing the snails that Lucy had collected from the garden this very morning. Attack! He screamed again. <laughs> the turtles just walked around in circles. The snails stayed still. <laughs> this is epic, isn't it? He said to me. <laughs> Donatello walked to the edge of the table and fell off. <laughs> yeah, epic. <laughs> Oh my god, it's charming. It. It's absolutely charming, it. Frosty. It is, it's absolutely brilliant. Love it. I think my favourite line is the snails stayed still. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so, so silly and sweet. <laughs> it's a, yes. I love those sort of little beautiful moments. You know, it just captures a beautiful moment, either it's some childhood or, or mm. whatever. It's just a little. There you go. That's life. Yeah. Yes. It's a little, in, little yeah. moment of intensity. Like a slice of a cake. It is indeed. <laughs> Over to you. Oh. I knew there was a downside. Okay. My brother did this weird thing with turtles. It was his wife's fault. She hated all living creatures, but she'd bought a kitten because it was fluffy and she might make cushion stuffing out of its fur. The fur that came off it when she brushed it. And the poor thing was tiny and hardly had any fluff at all. But daily she brushed it until it was quite bald. It looked like a turtle. Well, she didn't stop there. She bought another kitten and did it again, and then again. And finally, after 12 kittens, she had enough for a cushion. My brother kept all the bald kittens in the downstairs loo. He loved them, but he didn't dare let them out. He called them his lovely turtles. My brother did this weird thing with turtles. <laughs> That's immense. Fan, bloody fantastic. <laughs> This is, this oh, is, that is genius. This is a weird perversion that spawned me. <laughs> okay, we've got battling turtles, bald I don't want to follow cats. either of those because one's total tripe. Tough, you have to do it. That's oh, why we're here. God. Come on, Letty, give it to us. <laughs> My brother did this weird thing with turtles. He stunned them with a taser thrice on the head, then strapped them to his feet. Depending on what the weather was doing, he would do one of two things. In winter, he'd hit the ice skating rink. In summer, he'd find out where the Clodhoppers Association were going walking and would embark on a day's long hike. If the weather was an anomaly, i.e. not too hot, not too cold, let's just call it tepid, he would merely de-shell each turtle, put them through the mincer, Fuck about with some Worcester sauce and Melba toast. Turtle ta-ta. <laughs> <laughs> and she said yours was weird. <laughs> Stunning them I didn't with a taser. Why was that weird till I read it back? <laughs> oh my god! Next one, ladies and gentlemen. Just try and be normal. Um, and we need Amazing. Frosty. Mm. There you go. There's four cards on the side there. I need to see at this point to say that we are using the writer's toolbox. See, it's a wonderful little thing where you can everybody get off. Don't look at the book. Oh, sorry. I'm not sure we should go there anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Not with these two in. No, we are. We are because I've just read it myself and we are going there. And um, wonderful, wonderful little tool to help people get writing and all the rest of it. So writer's toolbox are giving us all these prompts. It's fantastic. So are you ready? For the final prompt of the day. Yes, please, Dave. You've got one minute coming up, ladies and gentlemen. One minute. One minute to write a story with the prompt, 
your mother's pearls. Are we ready? How are you feeling after that? Shocking. Like a pervert. (laughs) (laughs) When are you not feeling like a pervert, though, Frosty? That's that's, that's that's a question on everyone's lips. Right. Right, Philly, your turn first. My mother's pearls. Away you go. Your mother's pearls are fake. No, they're not. They're real. No, they're plastic. No, they're not plastic. They're real. They are, too. They (laughs) pop together. They pop apart. Look, real pearls don't do that. Well, the real ones are in the safe. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. That's it. I mean, it's very sweet, isn't it? <laughs> There's a lot of arguments in your work, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, well, it's dialogue. Conflict is yeah. everything, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I like that. I like, I like mm. the, the, the... I do very much the same. There are lots of voices just... just forget, forget all the... He said, she said, they said, all I said, just give us the voices. I like that. I like that. Go on, Letty. I'm just going to preface this with, I'm, I am not, not proud of myself. <laughs> Your mother's pearls won't flush. They're just bobbing up and down, tap, tap, tapping on the toilet duck, loose as teeth. Okay. I honestly don't know what to make of that. <laughs> no one does. Well, the, the first line I made was, okay. Your mother's pearls won't flush. They're just bobbing up and down, tap, tap, tapping on the toilet duck. That's what I like. Loose's teeth. Toilet duck. I couldn't think of the word. What's that thing? It's the. It's like the. Or I wanted to write cistern, but the, I, mm, anyway, cistern, I don't know yeah. the geography of a toilet well enough <laughs> to embellish this story properly. Oh, you mean the ballcock? Don't start. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Flapping your hands in that manner. <laughs> Tremendous. And the final one. Absolutely shocking. Okay. My mother's pearls. Orbs of beauty they were. Well, that's what her boyfriends used to tell me. I'd never seen the pearls, and she'd never shown them to me. Not until that day I hid in the wardrobe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Um... Mum, thanks for never showing me your pearls. Uh, and again, I don't know what to say. Well, um, I think it's great. There's an unconscious mind arresting. going on there, isn't there? It's, yeah. what, it's arresting and it tells a story. It tells, it plants a seed. It's the seed, isn't it? And it, it mm. creates that mm. intrigue. Mm. And you manage to uh, give us a kind of a U-turn within mm. the space of such a tiny uh, amount of words, starting off with that very bold dramatic kind of orbs of beauty so you you think we're with we think we're in for something that isn't going to end with that so i mean it's a it's a a yes for me frosty yeah that's very good excellent so it kind of like falls on me to 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 wrap it all up in some shape or form and decide through the medium of rap is also rap (laughs) yeah wrap up in rap (laughs) i can't even say it properly (laughs) sorry i'll stop interrupting uh and after sperm eye and 
mucus plug and your mother's pearls <laughs> in such orbs of beauty way. Um, and despite the fact that Letty used the word thrice, which I do love oh, the word thrice. I wrote that down as well. Oh, so um, I am going to say that today's winner of this unofficial competition because it's never really a competition but i have been host i can actually say who is the winner i unsurprisingly are going to go on the side of caution and say congratulations philly oh you are today's winner oh. what does she win Dave? what was it that swayed it fear <laughs> Fair. It's a fair I'm comment. Sitting, I'm all five foot four of me. <laughs> in my slippers. Oh. You may be small, but she is fierce. <laughs> and that really is it, folks. I Thank hope you've had a, a great time because we've loved having you. Yeah, you've been it's a magnificent been really guest. Brilliant, fantastic. Really fun. And, Thank uh, you. And I'm astounded by the writing we've had today and the, the responses. It's been, it's been funny, it's been moving, it's been disturbing, it's <laughs> been many things. But it's been an absolute joy. And I hope everybody who's been listening in feels the same way. A massive, massive thank you to everybody listening today. Um, if you have been playing along and you want to send us the fruits of your labour, which is the responses to any of today's prompts, to be featured on a later episode, please send them to... Uh, the Twitter account, which is at Prompty Prompt, which is at P-R-O-M-P-E-T-Y-P-R-O-M-P-T. Excellent. Is it hyphenated? <laughs> nope. It is all one word. If you're a writer and you fancy having a bash at coming on the show and talking about your work, just, you know, chatting to me and Dave, we would love to hear from you. Um, and you can also do that via the usual channels, which is at Prompty Prompt on Twitter and, ins and Instagram as well. And we will also be releasing the unseen prompts for future shows on both of those platforms. So if you're keen to get ahead have a bash send some work in please do so if you have enjoyed prompty prompt today tell someone you think might like it or even tell someone you think might not because you know they might you just never know and that's all folks uh, our thanks to our guests thank you thank you for having us uh, a quick round of applause for our guests because they've been magnificent our thanks to Sheffield Hallam University providing the studio today and to Peter on the sound decks at Cornucopia Radio for recording and producing the show. Uh, but this has been Prompty Prompt and it's goodbye from me, Stephen Meller. And a ditto from me, Letty Butler. Until next time. Have fun. See you soon. If you've been playing along at home today, would love to see your responses to any of the prompts. And if you're a writer and would like to be on the show, please send us an email at promptyprompt at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at promptyprompt or head to our website, which is www.promptyprompt.com. If you'd like more information on today's guests or a recap of the prompts, head to the show notes where you'll find everything you need to know. Finally, if you've enjoyed Prompty Prompt, and we really hope you have, please share the shit out of it. Tell your chums and tell your mums. And if you could give us a five-star rating so new listeners can find us more easily, that would be amazing.